It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first time in the Hail Mary 3 by Mopey. Get that cabbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 874 of Locked On Raptors for Friday? What the hell day is it? Yeah, Friday, January the 29th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got a ton of great stuff for you covering all of your favorite teams. If you're a Blue Jays fan, as today's guest definitely is, uh, go listen to Locked On Blue Jays with AJ Andrews as she breaks down the Marcus Simeon signing this week, the Steven Match trade. There's a lot going on with the Jays, and AJ is doing a wonderful job covering that. Uh, AJ was also on an episode of our brand new podcast, Podcast locked on today earlier this week to talk about the Blue Jays after the Marcus Semien signing. So go listen to Locked On Today with Peter Bukowski to get a daily download of all you need to know. It's a wonderful new show and uh, it's among a lot of great stuff we got going at the network right now. All right, on today's show, it's a mailbag edition of the podcast as the Raptors are gearing up for a game against the Sacramento Kings on Friday night. Uh, so we won't really preview that one too much. The Kings have bad defense. The Raptors looked good last time they played the Kings, and hopefully they have OG back. There's the preview. Uh, let's get to some mailbag questions, shall we? And today's guest is one of our favorite mailbag guests and uh, one of our favorites in general. It's Katie Heindel. Katie, what's up? Um, You're lucky I didn't hang up after that <laughs> baseball <laughs> slip. <laughs> It's going to be really uh, exhausting for you. Uh, we haven't known each other in a time where the Blue Jays are good. Um, we met after the last time. But that remains playoffs, to be I seen. Believe. We've known each other when they're, they've been supposed to be good. And then they uh, didn't pan out, I think. From what, as a casual observer who cannot escape <laughs> um, baseball and news and trades and people getting excited, it does seem like this is um, the sadly cyclical thing that happens to the blue jays and not at all katie not at all here's the thing they had some rebuilding years after 2016 it was a little Don't dark for 17 18 it. 19 <laughs> 2020 comes around the young core is kind of coming into place they signed hyunjin ryu and he finishes i think third in Cy young voting they make the playoffs in the shortened season and now they're really ready to hit the ground running they're going to be like one of the best teams in baseball this year I've heard I that. I fully before. believe it. That's what I'm All saying. Right. I've heard it. All right, Katie. Whatever. We'll see. Whatever. It's fine. Cool. Yeah. You'll. 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 Just like Aaron Baines, you'll. Yeah. Come I was to, gonna say to love on baseball. predictions <laughs> on uh, sports predictions. You're not. You don't have a good track record so far. No, I do not. But, oh, Aaron Baines is good again. Uh, eh, did not notice. He's eh. playing well. He's hey. just playing like he's supposed to play. <laughs> hey, that's all you need, man. That's all. That's all you need. He's, yes. Uh, just he's playing. 
like a brick shit house on defense. That's basically all you need. Uh, if you could hit a three with that wonky ass three point shot, that would also be cool. Do you have an issue with his three point stroke? It gives me like anxiety every time I watch him shoot a three. Like how he lines it up. Yeah, yeah, and like jumps forward as though he's like a child who doesn't have enough strength to get the ball towards the basket. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like he's the thing is, it's he's developed so much of like this is his only shot that he takes that I guess I would would like to aesthetically see it a little bit be it like a little more pleasing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, considering, yeah, it is the only shot he takes. So, I mean, but then I'm also like, yeah, I don't really want him to work on that because I want him to take <laughs> other shots. <laughs> yeah, I um, it's weird. I, I I think I'm getting on board with the Baines thing. I can get. I, I I'm talking myself into it. But yeah, the three point stroke is uh, is a thing. That's for sure. Uh, we got a bunch of things to get to today, Katie, in the form of mailbag questions from our lovely, lovely listeners. Uh, let's start off with a question from our pal, Freddie Revis, who I think is sort of riffing off of something that I kind of suggested, uh, on Wednesday night when the Raptors played the Bucks, when people were kind of melting down with another loss and the whole like trade Kyle Lowry to save him from this hell take is like flying around there, even though Kyle seems quite happy and talked about how and how much he enjoys watching the young guys grow. And I'm sure if he really wanted out, he would make that known. He's not exactly a shy person. And it's just extremely small market energy to me to be like, trade him away so he can be happy somewhere else. It's very dumb. But anyway, uh, Freddie sends in a question, our, our king of the mailbag questions, a former mailbag guest himself. He asks, why do Raptors fans want to be more like Sacramento, Minnesota, Charlotte, and Washington fans versus teams like Utah, Houston, Indy, and Portland? Um, this is, I guess this isn't so much a small market energy fan feeling, but more of a we should tank instead of being good all the time and hoping to become better out of that goodness. Um, and I, yeah, I, I mean, why do you think the tank talk has been so prevalent this year, Katie? Is it because, do you think, you know, the, the the word is the draft coming up is really, really good. Is it because Raptors fans are sick of just like the, I guess, the monotony of being very good all the time? I don't know how you get sick of that, but I guess they are. Um, do you have any sort of inkling as to why Raptors fans seem far more eager to endure many, many years of pain as opposed to just staying good and staying the course until a better thing can come along? I was thinking about this this morning, um, more specifically, like, okay, what if and when do we face the reality of the Raptors are a good team playing badly, or are they a not as good team as they were playing to the best of their ability at this point in the season? Right. And I feel like both of those are going to determine the way that, like, a fan um, it either experiences the team or I guess like even what your hopes are for the team. So if you accept that the Raptors are um, just like right now, this is the team they are. It's not the best. It's not the worst. Um, I do think they can be playing better than they are, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. things considered. So this is where I kind of am because I I gave it, I gave it a, you know, a solid month and some, just to say, like, all right, maybe they're just playing badly. But by now, this is they're just playing how they're playing. Right. Um, but that said, again, there's room to, to go up. 
So I think if you're looking at it that way, you're more inclined to be like, you know, let's hang out in this space a little bit. Let's figure out what we can do with like the current team that we have to make it better because, um, you know, aside from, I, I do think there is a trade coming. I just don't know that it's going to drastically fix everything. There's a few things mm-hmm. to address. You know what I mean? You just kind of have to pick one of them. Um, and it's not like there's that many available trades to like miraculously get them out of this. That's just being real. Yeah. <laughs> but but no. I think if, so I think then if you're there, you're not in the mind of like tank, Larry's unhappy because I was on that that scroll, that post game and that was the happiest I'd actually seen him in a while. I stuck around because yeah. I was like, oh, I, I haven't heard from, from <laughs> Kyle in a bit. And he was smiling. He was joking around with people. Like he was talking about, yeah, how much like joy he takes from watching the young guys. They're not young guys anymore, but how from watching them grow and like get to the next level. Um, so he's happy, I think. But I think if you're a fan that's like, this is we're a, we're a good team playing horribly. It feels to me almost like slightly masochistic and something like punishment. If you're like mm-hmm. tank, we can't <laughs> go on like this. What's the point? Um, I I also I don't know. I like I wonder. I still think there's something to be said for like Toronto sports fandom. I think we're we're very nervous people, and like uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, it, it does put your mind immediately back to like really dark years. If you've been with the team for a long time, the, it, it's hard not to go back there and to think, oh no, we're being relegated to obscurity, and yeah, like a laughing stock, and like I don't. I'll just lean all the way into this and hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, like kind of stuck in the pattern of like the believing you deserve less than you have mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I, I just for they're those too who, good to tank is what I is what I keep saying. That's the thing. They're like they, not like... playing well, and and it, it's not reflected. But they're still on paper uh, and like what we know of them. They're too good to tank. Yeah, like have you seen the Kings or the Wizards or? the Wolves, or the Pistons. Like, the Raptors are very clearly not in the tanking class of the league. They, like you said, they are playing maybe not so well, or maybe they're playing as well as they can. I don't think that's the case, though. I think they are mostly playing pretty good basketball and kind of having things go wrong late in games. And that is something I think you can address. That's something I think with variance that evens out over time as well. And they, you know, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears at this point, but they are like a couple of coin flips away from being like 10 and 8. And I think you'd be feeling a lot less sort of dire about the situation if that were the case. And I I just, I've always maintained, that, and I think the Raptors front office will maintain this as well, that tanking is bad. Tanking is by far not, like, there's no guarantee to that whatsoever. Sure, maybe you get a Joel Embiid. Or maybe you get, uh, you know, what the Magic have gotten over the last 10 years. And, you know, even Joel Embiid, the, 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 the deepest tank anyone's ever had, the Sixers, while they look good right now, still have their concerns and limitations and are thinking about, oh, are they going to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden or Bradley Beal? Like, these are the questions that the tankingest team of all time are face- is facing right now, like six, seven years into what their process was. So there's just no quick solution. I get that maybe with this team, if you could, in theory, get a top two pick to pair with the guys you already have signed on long term, then it wouldn't be like a deep, painful rebuild. It might be a quick retooling, but you're just not going to be bad enough to be down there. And you only get a 14% chance of the number one pick anyway. And 
it's just how many times have we've seen, oh, this is an amazing draft, and then the draft turns out to be not as amazing as what we once thought. The Andrew Wiggins draft stands out as that, right? Where it was like, this draft is like the best one since LeBron's draft, and then it's the Andrew Wiggins draft, and it's not that good. And the draft and so, is a crapshoot. Absolute crapshoot. Whereas knowing that you're going to be good in the playoff mix, whether it's somewhere between the two and six range, whatever it might be, it still puts you in a position to be desirable and a place to you know pivot and, and like the Raptors are going to have plenty of opportunities to pivot I think in the coming years if they deem that their core is not going to cut it like they can make trades with the players they have on hand if they feel like they need to shuffle up the chemistry or whatever it is I'm just not very concerned right now about the like the, the overarching like health of the franchise they're doing all right they're seven and 11 in a weird fake season anyway and things will probably start turning around they have nine games against mostly easy teams coming up before it gets a little bit tougher like we talked about yesterday that's probably going to be pretty telling as to where the season ends up and what kind of team they're going to be and what the deadline might look like we're going to get into some deadline stuff and uh, a bunch more coming up in the rest of the mailbag but first i want to tell everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com the best place for you to go to get auto parts for your car and not get fleeced by the mechanic who knows that they can fleece you because where else are you going to go? The answer is rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets, and so much more. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate as well. You quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck, and you choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on there. How did you hear about us, Box? I know that we sent you as well. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, let's continue on with the mailbag here. Just a heads up, there will be a Saturday podcast tomorrow, breaking down the game against the Kings. So just uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Let's get to another question from our pal Freddie before we move on. Uh, He asks... Given Nurse's lineup shuffling, plus having a team of 90% guards, are you surprised the Raptors haven't made a roster balancing type move yet? Katie, what say you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though I'm quickly becoming like, you know how like dead set I was on getting a getting another center in there. Um, kind of at all odds, you know? But now I'm like, oh, we could just get Bradley Beal. <laughs> <laughs> but I spent some time on the trade machine this morning. And I have to say nothing was successful. So, yeah, uh, we <laughs> we talked about this on a, a basketball segment that deviated into lockdown Raptors territory. yesterday. Yes. yes. Um, we it's did. not look. It's not going to be nice for people to hear. But if you want a Bradley Beal trade to happen. February 22nd, Fred Van Vliet it can be moved. 
by the rules of the CBA. Bradley Beal just makes so much money. So it's tough. It's tough to have that lineup if you're just like, and you can't just pile guy after guy after guy. You know what I mean? Then it's like, then it's like, well, there's no point to this trade because you're losing more than you're gaining, even if it is Bradley Beal. Yeah, I'm so, gonna look back in my yeah. uh, my photos. Uh, just talk here while I do this. Have you been I screen did... capping all your successful trades? I have. Yeah, oh, I'm a deranged no. freak. I'm, a, I'm an absolute freak, Katie. You should make. A, <laughs> you gonna make a scrap up or something? Yeah, yeah, it'll be like when people like clean out the drafts on Twitter. It'll I'll just post all my trade ideas. Uh, so yeah, the deal I came up with uh, as of February 22nd. I don't know how we delve into this, but it's uh, Aaron Baines, Patrick McCaw. Fred Van Vliet and Redacted, plus uh, two first-round picks and two pick swaps. You might have thrown another one in. I'm not sure. And it's for Bradley Beal and Robin Lopez. Okay. Which I don't think is that bad a deal. As much as it would suck to say goodbye to Fred, it Bradley would. Beal and Robin Lopez would be pretty all right. I don't know. Um, and yeah. I don't know if the Wizards would take that. But maybe yeah, Fred Van Vliet true. locked up, maybe as like the shepherd of their rebuild. Maybe they talked themselves into it. I don't know. Oof, yeah. Um, I just got like emotional thinking about it. But yeah, no, it sucks. It, it's the <laughs> it's the the dark, sad underbelly of doing trades is saying goodbye to ones you love. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would change the shape of like the Raptors team because I'm just I this is where I get like into like fan scarcity brain is like, well, is anyone even going to stay? Like if you got Bradley Beal, like would he just be out? You know, like after a season, is that kind well, of? Well, he's got rhythm? three years on his deal, so. Right. Okay. He'd well, be around. He'd be around. Anyway. And I mean, if you throw it, just say, just, yeah. just hypothetically, a lineup of Kyle, Bradley Beal, OG, Pascal, and Robin Lopez with uh, Boucher and Powell coming off the bench. It's pretty good. It does solve kind of the, it does solve the big, to me, what is the bigger problem. So that's okay. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to talk about trading Fred yet. We've got a few weeks left before we can really get deranged. Uh, Good. I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll post all my draft <laughs> trade NBA screen caps at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got another question here. This one comes from Craig Edmonds. He asks, how did Stanley Johnson go from unplayable to Nick Nurse's favorite player in one season, going from unplayable and not trying hard enough on the defensive end to a defensive juggernaut? Uh, Katie? How did Stan Johnson become the apple of our collective eye? Well, Nick Nurse is for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it's interesting because I think a lot of, like, this is such a, if, like, you can't, what Nick Nurse complains about, of, like, players not trying hard enough, not working hard enough, not having it, whatever, um, sometimes is remedied just by them getting more time on the floor. But right. the catch-22 of that is, like, last season you were not going to put Stanley Johnson out there. Uh in crunch time you know what i mean like you just weren't going to but then it's like well is he getting much better you know like i would watch him warming up and shooting and like everybody is good at that time but it's like in the (laughs) in-game situation things really change and i will say the only thing i have noticed as someone of like sideline observing um is he he seems to have kind of checked in mentally right much more than i saw him Last season, you know, Mm -hmm. last season, I think he was really happy to just like be on the team. He didn't really have a role, but I think he was kind of happy to like exist in that space. But it seemed like this season he wanted a role, 
he like really dug in and like it's also good timing because like they they there is no bench to speak of so yeah. it's like whoever you can plug in from that second string and will like deliver for you they're gonna just see more minutes inevitably so i think it's a little bit of luck timing positioning and willingness do you know what i mean like all of those yeah. things kind of combining very like you know um perfectly for him but I, I don't want to discount the fact that like i really do think he understands that it's like mm -hmm. i think most players do understand that because it's like it is such a, sh a small window anyway um and then if this was his shot he just kind of jumped at it and i think nurse just responds well to people trying very hard and deliberately. yeah i'm with you there i think you know, it was tough for him to get time last year because he was very much in, like, direct competition with Rondé, who kind of snatched yeah, that Yeah, he job. was sort of third, third string. Yeah. yeah, and so I think with, like, a little extra opportunity this year, um, and I just think, you know, a lot of credit goes to Stanley Johnson. He, last year, when he would play, would kind of play as though he were the former number eight overall pick who was supposed to be the future of the Pistons, right? He would do too much with the ball in his hands. He would, mm -hmm. you know, kick it off his foot as he tried to make, you know, adventurous forays to the rim. And now he's just playing really within himself. And honestly, like, it's not like he's not got the ball in his hands. They're almost empowering him more to have the ball in his hands, but he's like a lot more reserved when he has it. He knows sort of the movements of the players on the team as well. So we can kind of pick them out when he needs to. It's not, sort of like he's thrown in with a bunch of sort of seasoned vets who've been playing together for how many years and is sort of the the odd man out in terms of like the institutional knowledge. He is now part of that. And I think he deserves, deserves a ton of credit for just sort of keeping within himself. You know, he'll hit his one or two threes a game. He'll play insanely good defense. That never, I think, really even wavered. You know, we didn't get to see enough of his defense last year because his offense was so bad. It just was never worth having him on the floor. But his defense right now is essential to what the Raptors want to do, especially when he's paired with OG. And I'm just, I'm really impressed with him. And I think, you know, he deserves most of the credit here for kind of realizing, I think, okay, maybe I'm not going to be that former lottery pick and things aren't going to end with me making max money and things like that, but mm -hmm. I can still carve myself out a career and be an effective player. And he's well on his way. You know, obviously the offense still needs to come on a little bit. Hopefully the shooting can stay. You know, he's an insanely low volume and like 43%, which is amazing for him. If that can stick and if he can be a guy who knocks down a couple of game while doing all the other things he does, including the playmaking, which is extremely nice to have for a team that has a lack of it, then he should have himself a job going forward, whether with this team or another one. And I'm, uh, I'm happy for him. He seems like a lovely dude as well. So shout out to Stanley Johnson. <laughs> uh we're gonna continue on we got a couple more mailbag questions to get to and wrap this thing up katie but first i want to tell everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag the best place for you to put some money down when you want to gamble on some sports and of course there's a lot that you can bet on right now the super bowl is coming up in just over a week and there are quite literally a thousand prop bets you can put your money down on if you are that deranged you want to do an uncut gem style parlay Go do it at betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus. And you, again, can bet on all sorts of stuff from the Super Bowl to the nightly NBA and NHL action, MLB futures, Greek basketballs on there as well if you want. There is no shortage of stuff to get in on the action with. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 wonderful flavors with a reimagined enhanced formula, which tastes freaking amazing. Basically, just eating a candy bar, except you don't have any guilt, and it can help you get through your day with some good protein and energy. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets as well. And their flavors rule. They have a new flavor called Cherry Barcia. Yes, that's a pun based on Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. Uh, they have uh, just a wonderful flavor, taste. I don't know. They're awesome. They have like little cherries in there. They're amazing. They have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. That is a guilt-free snack if I ever heard of one. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get 20% off of your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Sean, it's not based on Ben and Jerry's. It's based on the man, Jerry Garcia. Okay, but now it's Cherry Barcia. It's a, yes, it's but a the derivative. Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> there, it was their riff on the Grateful Dead guy. Yes. So I assume this is just a further riff. Yeah, no, this is part of the ad. This Using is staying this in. We can debate springboard. this. See, I think <laughs> the Cherry Garcia is derivative of the Ben and Jerry's pun, Cherry Garcia. I think they use it. Which is, it. of course, derivative of the name Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a tree of I derivation was just checking. Of, of names. I was like, does Sean know about yes, Jerry Garcia? Yes, I know Garcia? who Jerry Garcia is. I'm not a Grateful <laughs> Dead boy myself. I'm not. You're not a deadhead? <laughs> no, I'm not a deadhead, but I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you are considering your era. No, I'm not. The music that you all, like? Actually. No. Oh, okay. Fair I enough. like the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, builtbar.com, twenty uh, percent off. Code locked on. Go do it now. All right, Katie, let's uh, wrap this thing up here with a couple more mailbag questions. This one comes from our friend Jay Rosales. Uh, he asks three questions. We'll get to all of them right here. The first one is about a show I have not seen. So you will have to help me through on this, Katie, as you, I believe, have seen this show. Jay asks, do any Bridgerton characters have an NBA equivalent? Examples he gave, Kelly Oubre is Duke of Hastings. John Horst is Lord Featherington. I don't know what any of that stuff means, but go ahead, Katie. What do you got? Yeah, I watched this show one day um, in its entirety because I was stuck in bed with um, multiple day migraine. And shout out to Bridgerton because it really, one, I don't know if I would have watched it otherwise. Two, it really took me out of that painscape uh, (laughs) into a world of drama and romance. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I like the Duke of Hastings comparison to Kelly... Oubre Jr. They both have extremely captivating eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony, I'd say Anthony Bridgerton is probably, I'm going to say, because he just, just gets in his own way a lot <laughs> and he's kind of domineering. Sometimes you're like, I don't know why you're so domineering. You don't really like deserve to, to do this. And sometimes you're like, oh, is it the weight of responsibility on your shoulders or are you just kind of a dick? So I think maybe J.J. Reddick. <laughs> um, I would align with him. Who else? Um, and then like, and then like, Lady Whistledown is like the gossip girl of Bridgerton, but you don't know what right. her um, identity is. She's like telling, she narrates the story. She knows everybody's business, but you don't know who she is till the very end. So I'm Julie Andrews think, is the voice, right? Yeah, she's the voice. Um, this sounds so, like it would be a Woj equivalent, no? It could be. Yeah, it could be a Woj. <laughs> 
It might be a yeah. Woj is pretty. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I was trying to think if it was like a player and not someone in like the mm. NBA landscape. Just someone um, who loves to do leaks. I feel like it could be honestly LeBron because he knows more <laughs> than he ever lets on, even though he doesn't like get into the drama so much. But like, I don't think there's anything that happens that gets by him. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. And I like picturing that a little bit better than Woj, though. I guess. Woj is like the, the real life equivalent. Um, Could it also be Montrez Harrell on account of him leaking the entire business of the Clippers last year? Probably. No, because it needs to be someone who's like full, like big picture. You know, right? Okay. For okay. years and has like understood for years like family dynamics. You know, like so team dynamics <laughs> and like all of the like stuff from like upper upper management down to the players. Right. Right. Um, and then there's oh I forget what her name is in the show, um, like lady oh Lady Featherington she's like very she's like a social climber, um, and she's uh-huh. got really terrible tacky taste in gowns that she gives her daughters. <laughs> um, so I was trying to think of like a very honestly I, like I you know I love I love his his fashion uh, sense. But I feel like just for the, the the strange leaps that he takes, it could be a Russell Westbrook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was uh, an outstanding breakdown, Katie. I appreciate you doing yeah, that. Yeah, I, you, I can. Hopefully, stop. we I have. Could have kept uh, it, but I will stop. <laughs> Hopefully, we have some bridge heads out there uh, who yeah, appreciated that. Yeah, bridge heads get at me. <laughs> I sort of was in the room while Atlanta was watching it a couple weeks ago, so I kind of vaguely know the names of the characters, but I wasn't paying any attention. Um, so two more questions here from Jay to close this thing out. Not basketball related whatsoever. Uh, he asks for Katie, if Sean's name wasn't Sean, what would it be? And then also for Sean, if Katie's name wasn't Katie, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's tough, man. Names are tough. Yeah. Honestly, because Very you're like, difficult. you're this person. Like, I know yeah. what the options were. My mom has told me what the options were for me and what she Ooh, what were the options? I'm not telling you. You got to okay. answer the question. I can well, tell I'm going to tell you my options at some point here because okay. mine are wild. Um, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, see, yeah, I don't know because I also don't want to offend you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I, I won't be offended. I'm a pretty uh, apathetic person. I, <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Yeah, but if I said Derek, would you be offended? <laughs> no, is a little what, bit. Is that the name? A little bit. No, I, you I don't would have a problem be. with the name Derek? What's wrong with that? I don't know. I just I don't know that many like great Dereks. Do no I look like a Derek? Derek? Is that is that Sometimes. is that your choice for me? I, I feel like I could picture saying that to you. like if I saw you, at, you know, like see you at a game again. Right. Right. <laughs> Or like in our real oh. lives, be like, hey, right. hey, Derek. Um, <laughs> maybe Simon, because we got the S. Okay. Simon's, I feel like. Yeah, that's a, a Simon. pretty. Simon's a better, better than Derek. Um, to me. Yes, I would agree. You're definitely not a Mark. I just got a text from my uh, uh, fiance. She's in the next room and heard me say Derek, and she said, "Bah ha 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 ha! <laughs> you are not a Derek. My ex's name is Derek." Oh no! See, <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, I bet, like, I don't know anyone that has no offense to the good Dereks out there, but I don't have good associations with Dereks either. Right, right. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. The only good Derek is like Patrick Dempsey. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, maybe a Simon. Grey's Anatomy, of course. Simon, yeah, that's all right. I don't mind Simon. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. 
Um, for Katie, huh? This is tricky. Again, you don't want to offend. Uh, you have the Austrian roots, um, and so I'm wondering if like a if like a a name from over there might make some sense, or if that is too much. Um, maybe like a like a Annie. 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 Anna. <laughs> Anne. All three. Anne. Oh no! <laughs> don't 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 Anne me like this, man. Okay, sorry, sorry. I won't Anne you like no, that. You I know apologize. what's funny? I have been called Heidi by mistake my whole life. Like my whole life. And any, and Heidi Heindel like is school. pretty funny. Well, some people are like, oh, it's because of your last... I, I glance at your last mm. name. And other people were like, it's because you're a blonde child. Mm. Like when I was a kid. Right. But it car- it's carried up to like the probably the last time, like every job I've had. You know, like every... Like just an offhanded thing. People I've never met that are just emailing me. Heidi Heindel sounds like a pop star almost. Yeah, like might have had a different life. Yeah, Honestly. it's a real famous person name. It's like, yeah, my name is kind of weird sounding. Fuck you, I'm famous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's only one direction you can go in. <laughs> um, what were your uh, what were your other options that your parents had kicking around? Sunny. Sunny, okay. Um, and <laughs> Heather, but my mom said the moment I was born, it was <laughs> there was no dice on that. Right, right. But I feel like Sonny your name be is interchangeable. Your, your, good. your birth name is Catherine, correct? Yeah, Am my I mom named me okay. uh, Catherine um, uh, because she said I was a baby that looked like I needed options. So <laughs> if I wanted to like um, change like my name or go by different things, also my mm-hmm. mom a huge Catherine Hepburn head, and Catherine right. Hepburn is also pretty cool. Yeah, really. There's like there's Katie, there's Kathy, there's Cat. There's a lot of uh, yeah. It's the positionless name, uh, really. It's the yeah. Draymond Green of names. Um, <laughs> my parents had some whack ass names for me. Apologies to anyone out there with these names. Just they don't fit me. I don't think. Um, Dustin was one, um, and Randy was. Randy. Randy no. was written inside the name dictionary, and I looked at my parents and said, uh, "What?" <laughs> when I found that name dictionary, Randy's like then, your Heather. Yeah, it just would not mm-hmm. have worked. Yeah, just that's not me. Um, and then Sean came along because my grandpa kind of looks like Sean Connery, so that's how that that came nice. about. A couple days into me being a nameless child, because yeah, they really were. Name. What was that? Like I don't. You have a good name. I don't want to like change. No. Change yeah. It. No. Woodley's a weird last name to pair a name with, and I think Sean did a pretty good job with that. Um, it's a bizarre. What if your name was like Woody? Name. Woody Woodley? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like Woodley. Heidi Heindel. Welcome to grade two uh, bad nicknames from dumb grade two children. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really dug up that trauma. Mm-hmm. You really did. Oh, uh <laughs> But the thing is, my parents didn't think of any boy names. They didn't know the sex of the baby when uh, it was uh, entirely a mystery to them. But uh, they thought up only girl names because they were trying to talk it into existence. And they wanted me to be a Megan. And uh, and I came out there like, oh, shit. (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway. That's my sister's name, by the way. Uh, they, they got she their got Megan it. eventually. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for today's show, Katie. That was a fun little uh, way to close this thing out. Do you have anything <laughs> that you would like to plug? Ooh. Um, 
Oh, a new um, a new issue column of Not Bad Advice came out yesterday, and yep. um, I went surprisingly deep uh, about inside the NBA. Surprised even me, but a question did come in about that. Uh, so you can find that on Dime. And then I will say um, I appreciate the questions that have come in. I am just to reiterate, not asking for um, ideas for stories. <laughs> I am asking for basketball-related questions. So I have enough stories to write, um, probably too many. So if you want to send a basketball-related question about the Raptors, any other team, a player, a personality, anything, please either email them to annlandryfields at gmail.com, A-N-N. Uh, yeah, Katie's alternate name. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's probably why you thought that subconscious. It might be, yeah. The little uh, subconscious association. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that could be it. Um, thanks so much, Katie. This was a lot of fun. You can find me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can listen to uh, Basketball, uh, Katie and I's other podcast that has episodes every Thursday. We talked about winter sports yesterday, as well as Shaq being mean and uh, the NBA going forward maybe with an all-star game that would be terrible and bad um so go listen to that it's a lot of fun uh and i shouldn't say fun there's some dark stuff on that episode but it's a good listen (laughs) with some fun woven in um anyway thank you so much for being supporters of the show we'll be back again on saturday afternoon sometime with a breakdown of the king's game so keep an eye out there enjoy the game tonight enjoy your fridays and we will talk to you again on saturday with another episode of locked on raptors Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.